Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we're making a commitment to ourselves to give it another try and another chance. No quick throw in the towel here. If you're tired of always starting over, changing courses, sacrificing your dreams, and just feeling like you can never win, then keep listening. We're making a bold statement today and refusing to give up. That easy. How many times have you had a great idea, excited and anxious to get going, then days, weeks, or months later, you've second-guessed yourself, talked yourself out of it, and given up on the idea? All the time? 95% of new products fail, and 90% of startup companies never make it. That's not for a lack of ideas. It's a lack of execution. The same reason why people dream of writing a novel, crafting a piece of music, or learning a new language, but never actually do it. It starts with making a commitment to yourself because you, and only you, can keep going when they say it's impossible. The next thing we'll explore is motivation and tenacity, this idea of one more try and one more chance. And last, but not to be forgotten, how to get back in there when the motivation just isn't there. Oh, the ideas I've had over the years. I was a child entrepreneur, starting my own business when I was seven or eight. Now, When I say business, I mean creating a product and trying to sell it. I don't want you to try to look up some publicly traded stock by a child protege. My first business was Easter flowers by the bunch. My second business was gently used children's toys from my room. Then there was an attempt at a pretzel stand, among other things. Just so you know, I'm not selling pretzels today. Refusing to give up isn't meant to keep you pushing a square peg into a round hole. Giving in to an idea that isn't ready, isn't sustainable, or honestly, just wrong, is okay. It gives you time back to modify and re-engineer your idea or your approach. We're focusing on those times we just didn't give it our all. Why and why not? Jennifer Houston helps us with six powerful reasons to refuse to give up, found at womanatly.com. When life pushes you over, it's easy to give up and let the situation ruin your entire life. When you refuse to give up, though, you stay focused on your goals and aren't afraid to tackle the hardest challenges. Strong willpower is a powerful tool that you need to overcome tough times. You can't live a successful life with a weak willpower. At some point or another, life can tear the strongest people apart, but they do anything possible to stand up and push back even harder. This is an effective approach that we tend to dismiss because of how difficult and impractical it is. Now, it's time to become stronger for whatever or no reason. Your strength can be immense. So don't stop increasing it. Here's why you should refuse to give up regardless of the situation you're in. Number one, show your strength. 
Be it emotional, physical, or spiritual, you've worked hard and long for your strength. Showing your strength despite feeling lost or depressed is a trait of strong people. Strong people, just like we, have days of confusion and depression, but they don't allow themselves to give up and accept the situation. They can spend the whole day thinking and overthinking and finally find the right solution, while weak people just spend days and months lying in bed, crying, drinking, or watching TV. Number two, become better. It's easy to wish other people changed and became better. Why not start with yourself? You have no power to improve others, but you can become the best version of yourself you can be. You can't force anyone to like you, but you can fall in love with you and become your own best friend. You spend most of the time with yourself, which is why it's highly important to never give up on yourself. Making the first change is hard, but with every little try, you will build a stronger willpower and become a bit better. Number three, show your bravery. No matter what fears you have inside, don't allow them to prevent you from becoming the best person you want to be. Dwelling on your fears will wear you out for good if you don't stop it. There's always someone who wants to cut you down and make you feel lost and miserable. Show your bravery instead of fear. Once they see how confident you are, they will start valuing you or at least stop bullying you. Plus, your confidence will help you get through the difficult times without damaging your inner world as well as your health. Number four, show your independence. When seeking approval from others, you destroy your independence and diminish the power of your own thoughts and opinions. Learn to take your own decisions, solve your own problems, and better your life without anyone's help. Of course, there's nothing wrong in accepting someone's help once in a while, but don't make it a habit. Stop relying on your parents, friends, partners, and coworkers. Show your independence and prove that you're able to tackle any difficult task on your own. Show them that you will never give up, even if you fail. Number five, become a role model. People adore and follow strong and successful personalities. By overcoming your fears and becoming stronger than ever, you can become a great role model for someone. The most important thing is to inspire others to move forward, reach their goals, and enjoy their lives despite having tons of life problems. Six, you're too busy to worry about failures. What is a failure? Nothing except the opportunity to learn a new lesson. We need failures to become more experienced, wiser, stronger, and as strange as it may sound, happier. Dreading a failure is like dreading to go out of the house because of a car accident or anything that may happen to you. Keep trying, commit mistakes, Learn from them and never give up. Winston Churchill said, Success is the ability to go from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. So make sure you're always busy reaching your goals and making your dreams come true. 
Bring more courage and confidence into your life. Life is unpredictable. Learn to stay strong and never give up even when it seems your life is totally falling apart. Believe in your strength and your faith will help you find inner peace and live in complete harmony with yourself and others. On a previous episode, I talked about having the confidence of a chocolate chip cookie. If you missed that, here are the cliff notes. Believing you're a chocolate chip means believing everyone likes you, that everyone will be interested in what you have to say, value your opinions, listen to your advice, and embrace your ideas. Is that always the case? Well, no, but walking into the room with the confidence of a chocolate chip is better than second-guessing yourself, self-sabotaging, being too afraid to speak up, and keeping your wonderful spirit to yourself. Our minds are amazing, but sometimes easily manipulated by self-doubt. How many times do you want to say something or do something, but before you have the chance... You've talked yourself out of it. So you give up on the idea and you move on too quickly. Faye Bradshaw leads us further with seven ways to keep going when you want to give up. Found at mindtools.com. Newt Gingrich said, Perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. We're taught from a young age that we can do anything that we put our minds to. But what about when your mind is working against you? How do you keep going then? We all have days when we want to run away and relax on a tropical beach. But unless you're actually going to drop everything and become a travel writer, it's probably not a realistic escape plan. A better one is to look at how you motivate yourself. Sometimes it's really easy to persevere. However, motivation can all too easily slip away, especially if we fail at something. Failing is not a bad thing in itself if you learn from your mistakes. But there's a difference between trying and learning and just throwing in the towel as soon as things get tough or scary. Don't blame yourself for sometimes feeling like you want to run and hide. There's actually a science to it all. You can be flying through a task only to get bogged down in the details. You may find it more difficult and more time-consuming than you anticipated. Or you might be good at coming up with new ideas but lose interest in the execution. After the first wave of enthusiasm, doubt creeps in, and you think, am I really up to the task? Or am I just lazy? Research shows that there's more to it than this. In the Journal of Consumer Psychology, scientists from the University of Winnipeg and the University of Manitoba propose that our motivation changes as we move toward a goal. We're inspired by hope and positive outcomes at the beginning. But as we continue, we start to focus on responsibilities and the fear of negative outcomes. And it's often this fear that halts our progress. It can become a demoralizing spiral. You leave a trail of unfinished or poorly handled tasks in your wake. And every morning you lie in bed, hitting snooze on your alarm, 
filled with doom-laden sense that you'll never finish or succeed. We may never know quite how much we could achieve if we tried. So here are some tips to boost your motivation. Motivation is often the result of an action rather than the cause of it. We tend to think that we have to wait for inspiration or energy to hit us, and we get deflated when it doesn't come. Or we might think that we're doing something motivating or proactive when in fact we're not. For example, watching a TED Talk may be inspiring, but it's not the same as taking action. And action is what we need. Even the smallest efforts to get going create momentum. It might be hard at the beginning, but you know what they say about getting balls rolling and hard work paying off. Make a list of goals. Write down your goals and visualize how you will feel when you hit each one. It feels good, right? Confucius said, the man who moves a mountain begins with carrying away small stones. So start small and focus on high-priority tasks. But beware of multitasking. Research shows that it takes a lot of mental energy to refocus after you've been distracted. Another study suggests that it takes around 23 minutes to regain your concentration when you switch between tasks. The key then is to focus on one important goal at a time. Work out every day. The endorphins produced by exercise can help to reduce stress and anxiety, boost mood, and improve your sleep. What's more, according to a 2015 study, aerobic exercise improves your cognitive functions in a number of ways, including the ability to learn and retain new information. And research published in 2014 shows that exercise also boosts creative thinking. All of this combined makes you feel good. And it's far easier to stick to your goals when you feel refreshed and your body is performing at its peak level. Make a schedule and stick to it. Staying motivated doesn't just happen. We have to set our intentions and choose behaviors that will keep us on the right track. They provide a vital structure that will keep us going regardless of how we're thinking or feeling on any given day, almost automating the difficult things we have to do. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. So set dedicated times to work on your goals, put them in your calendar, and don't book anything else in those times. Find your whys. Why do you want to give up? Is it a fear of failure or of what others will say or think? Boredom? Anger? Depression? Exhaustion? During the Korean War, medical officers coined the term give up-itis for the total apathy and loss of hope that followed a severe trauma. A person with this condition could literally will themselves to die with no apparent physical cause. It's an extreme example, of course, but it shows the powerful role of our minds in staying well and how important it is to have something to strive for. Find the value in what you're doing to identify why you want to keep going. Is it helping you to reach a larger goal or benefiting others in some way? You'll feel more invested and enthusiastic 
when you can see the benefits and the meaning of a task. Find some mentors. It's great to want to carve your own path, but successful, motivated people know that everyone needs a hand along the way. So find a mentor or more than one and take time regularly to talk about your goals and receive encouragement from someone who's been in the same boat and who knows how to steer it. Open up to colleagues, your boss, friends, and family too. Mentors don't have to be experts to give you support and offer you a sounding board. Knowing other people have got your back will boost your confidence, give you a fresh perspective, and help you maintain a sense of direction. Stop comparing yourself with other people. Albert Einstein said, It's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. If you don't believe in your potential then no one else will, regardless of how good you are. Draw inspiration from those around you, but don't beat yourself up if you're not on the same level in certain areas. And don't be lured by the greener grass over the fence. Remember, nobody's life is perfect. This can be hard in our social media-dominated world. Often, we only see the happy highlights from those around us. Fancy holidays, dream jobs, perfect relationships. But what you see online is only half the story. Everyone is facing their own struggles and everyone has bad days, just like you. Take care of yourself and think positively. Our brains release dopamine in anticipation of a reward, and this makes us feel good. So keep track of your efforts and reward yourself along the way. Fill up on mood-boosting foods like fruits and vegetables, dairy and lean meat. Do things you enjoy. Listen to inspiring music and remind yourself of how far you've come. Surround yourself with positive people who will help you get in the zone. Should you fail, always look for learning opportunities instead of dwelling on the negatives. One big but, some situations really are bad for you. And in these cases, it's absolutely right to stop or give up. If carrying on is making you ill or truly miserable, then it's likely not the right path. Changing direction when this happens can be a powerful way to rediscovering your mojo. We all have days when we lose motivation, but don't be too hard on yourself when they happen. It can be difficult sometimes to judge whether we need to push a bit harder or just banging our head against the wall. Check your purpose, your chances of success, whether you really have to do it all yourself and what you're going to get out of it. Find the balance between being kind to yourself and being your own boot camp leader. You don't have to wait for motivation to hit you, but you do have to work to stay on track. Take action, organize your goals, and be diligent with your routine. Be flexible. We often give up on goals because we're unwilling to compromise our original expectations. Always think about your whys and what you're learning. And when something's not right, feel free to change direction. 
Making a schedule, having a goal with action items, and making to-do lists are all helpful ways to stay on track. Why do you make a grocery list? All right, so you don't walk around aimlessly, get sucked into the bakery aisle, or forget something you really needed. It helps keep you on track, on budget, and just maybe on your diet. When we start the day with, hmm, what should I do today? We run the risk of walking around aimlessly, getting sucked into something that's unproductive, or forgetting to do something we really needed. It also helps us see what is actually possible in a day, week, month, or year. As you document what you want to do and what you did, you get an accurate picture of what you've actually accomplished. It's easy to forget all the amazing things we've done when we're faced with challenges or we let our minds run away with our good sense. Maybe it isn't only what you think your mind is saying about your abilities. Maybe it's what you think others are saying. Let's pause for a bit and talk about assumptions. You know, that thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without having any proof? Yep, that's the one. It's glass on the pavement that can stop us in our tracks. We tend to make assumptions. Well, let's talk about that. Don Miguel Ruiz helps us understand why you don't make assumptions found at thefouragreements.com. Are you aware that almost everything you tell yourself is an assumption? Humans have a powerful imagination, very powerful, and there are so many ideas and stories that we can imagine. We listen to the symbols talking in our head. We start imagining what other people are doing, what they're thinking, and what they're saying about us, and we dream things up in our imagination. We invent a whole story that's only true for us, but we believe it. One assumption leads to another assumption. We jump to conclusions, and we take our story very personally. Then we blame other people, and we usually start gossiping to try to justify our assumptions. Of course, by gossiping, a distorted message becomes even more distorted. Making assumptions and then taking them personally is the beginning of hell in this world. Almost all of our conflicts are based on this, and it's easy to understand why. Assumptions are nothing more than lies that we're telling ourselves. This creates a big drama for nothing because we don't really know if something is true or not. Not taking anything personally gives you immunity in the interaction that you have with other people. And not making assumptions gives you immunity in the interaction that you have with yourself, with your voice of knowledge, and what we call thinking. Making assumptions is all about thinking. We think too much, and thinking leads to assumptions. Just thinking, what if can create a huge drama in our lives. Every human can think a lot, and thinking brings fear. We have no control over all that thinking, all those symbols that we distort in our head. If we just stop thinking, we no longer try to explain anything to ourselves, and this keeps us from making assumptions. 
Humans have a need to explain and justify everything. We have a need for knowledge, and we make assumptions to fulfill our need to know. We don't care whether the knowledge is true or not. Truth or fiction, we believe 100% in what we believe. And we go on believing it because just having knowledge makes us feel safe. There are so many things that the mind cannot explain. We have all these questions that need answers. But instead of asking questions when we don't know something, we make all sorts of assumptions. If we just ask questions, we won't have to make assumptions. It's always better to ask and be clear. If we don't make assumptions, we can focus our attention on the truth, not on what we think is the truth. Then we see life the way it is, not the way we want to see it. When we don't believe our own assumptions, the power of our belief that we invested in them returns to us. And when we recover all the energy that we invested in making assumptions, we can use that energy to create a new dream, our personal heaven. Don't make assumptions. Let's hear more from Don himself when Oprah was exploring how to stop trying to read other people's mind. Found on the Super Soul Sunday YouTube channel. My favorite agreement is don't make assumptions because it allows me to hear people to be more present and to not take things where they're not supposed to be. So I can be more in the moment than be in my head. Your mind starts thinking about all these things and reasons someone did something, and then you take it among yourself and you create this whole little false drama about what it is. I do believe that all the drama and the sadness that we create, and I've done it too, is because I've made assumptions about someone else. That I think the not making assumptions and taking things personally definitely go hand in hand because when you start one, the other one follows and it's like a domino effect. Don't make assumptions, whoa boy. We make all sorts of assumptions because we don't have the courage to ask questions. We make the assumption that everybody sees life the way we do. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. how many times have I been in conversations mm -hmm. with people and I say, that's your point of view. Mm -hmm. you're, make, you're assuming that everybody thinks like mm -hmm. you. Yes. That's one of the biggest ones, isn't it? Yes, and that really comes from, uh, from knowledge. Yes. Mm -hmm. When we were born, we have no knowledge then society capture our attention and it teaches the language we speak, the religion that we follow, etc., uh -huh. etc. Et then once that we have knowledge, something extraordinary happens when we, we are maybe five, six, seven years old. And what happens is that knowledge starts speaking in our head with a voice that no one can hear but us. And that voice of knowledge is really made by assumptions is assuming almost everything. Then mm -hmm. when I say uh, don't make assumptions, it's just uh, a way to try to control the best we can all those thoughts. If we go deeper, like we, we said a little before, if we find a place in between thoughts, that inner silence, then we will see that we really can control all those thoughts and we can create that silence inside of us. You say on page 64, all the sadness and drama you have lived in your life was rooted in making assumptions 
and taking things personally. Mm -hmm. Everything revolves around either one or two of those, right? Yes. Taking it personally or assuming somebody is thinking the way that you do. I think women make this mistake a lot in relationships, all kinds of relationships, particularly with their spouses and boyfriends and all that, is that you think that person should know how you feel or mm -hmm. what you're thinking. You think that mm -hmm. person should know because they love you, they care about mm -hmm. you, they know. Isn't that a huge one that people make all the time? Yes, it's happened all the time all around the world. Mm -hmm. And we cannot read minds, really. So not making assumptions. I like the idea of one more try and one more chance. On an earlier episode, I mentioned the idea of best you can be. Sometimes setting goals and achieving milestones can feel exhausting and unattainable. These feelings may cause you to quit before you even try anything. What about just saying the words try and chance? Giving yourself a chance to try something, anything, without the pressure to win. Just try. Because trying is the first step to succeeding. You might be searching for motivation, which is why you stumbled onto the show. But motivation isn't a one-size-fit-all. It comes at different times, on different levels, at different volumes, and with many different actions. Don't give up when the first one doesn't get you going. One more try, one more chance. Find something that works for you. Over at thesitgirl.com, I found this inspiring message before you give up. Before you decide to quit, give it one more try. Before you forgive, learn to say sorry. Before you get tired, give it one more push. Before giving your opinion, learn to listen. Before you demand attention, learn to respect. All it takes is just a moment to stop and think. Being alive is not living life. Life is like a heartbeat line with ups and downs. Our heart is fine as long as it's this way. If the line gets straight, we're in trouble, most likely dead. The minute our life becomes stagnant, without any experiences, our soul is in trouble. We are just alive and no longer living. Living is not about being perfect or doing the right thing all the time or about never breaking the rules. Life is an art, an art to find out the purpose of our existence. In this process lies the countless experiences, good and bad, mistakes, pitfalls, betrayal, love, relationships, fun, laughter, and excitement. When you feel lost within yourself, when your mind is playing a wrestling match inside your head, try helping others in any small way possible. Give, give, and give. Giving is not charity. Giving is a selfishness of your heart to feel happy for yourself. Get selfish. Help others and you will not regret it. Do it for yourself. On the deathbed, nobody thinks about how much wealth they made or how many houses they own. You only think about your loved ones, your regrets for not being there for them, 
Regrets for not following up on your dreams. Regrets for not trying harder. So learn to give and you will not regret. If you're scared, pray. Hold hands with your loved ones and take a step forward. Before you give up, try harder one last time. Stop what you're doing and think about anything you love. A baby's innocent face, the selfless love of your dog, your mom or dad's smile, a tight hug from your love. Watch the vast sea and get lost in thoughts. Never shy away from your feelings. Smile at the positive ones and frown at the negative ones. Give it one second and move on. When you fall, you need to get up and move on. I won't promise that you'll not fall again, but I will promise it gets easier. To start is the toughest. Overcoming the fear of failure and starting something by itself will be your first step to success. Before you decide to quit, give it one more try. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, make a commitment to yourself to give it one more try and one more chance before you throw in the towel. You have more resolve than you think and taking time to find a way forward is worth it. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges.